Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I am unwilling to give up. That I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get. Knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders. We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everybody. I'm this is Kara Golden from the Kara Golden Show. And we have our next guest here, Michelle Razavi, who is the founder and CEO of Elevy. And Michelle is a former San Francisco Union Street. And for those of you who have ever been to the Hint Store on Union Street, um, you may recognize Michelle. She taught classes in inside of Equinox there at the Equinox, the Michelle. And we were so thrilled to see that she finally launched her own bar. Um, she is the co-founder. She's going to talk a little bit about her other co-founder. And I'm super, super excited to have her share a little bit more about her story. So Elevy is a nutrition snack company that uses collagen in its products to promote a healthy, energetic lifestyle. And as I mentioned before, Elevy, Michelle was working at the Equinox in San Francisco. She's now still um, teaching down in, in Los Angeles. And before that, she was at Sephora. She was able to see lots of different products and especially get a greater understanding of collagen and see what the benefits are of collagen. So I'm really, really thrilled to have her share a little bit more about her journey. And just on the go snacks, as many of you probably can attest to, some of the lack of nutrients in so many of these ready-to-go snacks when when Michelle sent me some of the LV bars, I was just so thrilled with just the nutrition-rich protein um, that was in them, and they taste amazing, amazing. So, so, so good. You can also get them direct to consumer too, but she's also in stores. She'll talk to us a lot about that and just really her journey and starting this company and really finding her passion and having the curiosity to go start something new. So I'm thrilled to have her here. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Oh my gosh, what an intro. I'm just beaming. <laughs> you you should be beaming. It's really, really fun that you're that you launched this company and I I'm dying to hear more about your journey. So share a little bit more about the early early days of Michelle and kind of where you got started. You and I were chatting. You're down in Los Angeles or back in Los Angeles now. You grew up there. And uh, share a little bit more about what you what you thought you were going to be doing later in life. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I am originally from Southern California, went to UCLA. And believe it or not, 
I haven't told many people this, but I was planning for a career in foreign service. I, my dream job was working for the CIA. I spoke multiple languages. I was fluent in three. So I spoke English, Spanish, and Farsi. My, my parents are Iranian. And uh, yeah, I studied international relations, minored in Spanish, and I was priming myself for a career in foreign service. I applied two times and didn't make it through. And then I stumbled upon an elective course in diet and nutrition. And that's where I learned about macronutrients, about diet and wellness. Hmm. And it was through that class that I healed all my gut health issues. So I did an elimination diet. I understood food intolerances and allergies. And I realized for the first time that the decades of you know stomach issues and and health issues that I was experiencing wasn't normal. I thought it was just the way life was to always be in pain when I would eat certain foods or to feel more tired or to just struggle with, with, you know, going out to eat foods. Then I realized I had food intolerances. Mm -hmm. And so that's where my journey began in my early twenties to cut out dairy and gluten and to really read food labels because we weren't educated to do that before and, and be empowered to advocate for yourself when you're ordering foods to to get foods that are clean and anti-inflammatory. And so that's where the initial kind of session for health and wellness began was by an elective course in college. And that passion just remained consistent through. Now, I wish I could say I immediately jumped into a into a career in health and wellness right after, but as you can imagine, the pressures of graduating and parents, you know, are you going to go to law school? Are you going to get a doctor's degree or, or you know, do get a graduate school degree? Um, that definitely kind of stifled me and, and really unleashing the in, inner fire within. And so I went for a more safer route. I started uh, at a tech job um, in San Francisco and just used that as an opportunity to get out of Southern California because I otherwise wouldn't have left LA. And so that's where I really established my independence, was living in a city, barely knew anyone. And San Francisco just had that, that fire, that electricity for startup culture. Um, everyone was starting a new company. Everyone had that, you know, passion to try new things. Everyone had a new idea. And that energy looking back was what inspired me to even give me the idea to start a company years later, seeing so many young entrepreneurs, you know, start at such a young age and feel so impassioned by their, by their ideas. So I was working at a tech startup first at Eventbrite, and that's where I got my first foray into e-commerce and understanding portfolio abandonment and friction and digital marketing. Then from there, I worked for a digital marketing agency in health and wellness. So slowly transitioning myself closer to my passion. Um, this is just a great piece of advice for anyone in their early 20s. Your dream job is <laughs> just like you, Gara. Like your dream job isn't always going to be straight out of college. Uh, it's your path that gets you there and, yep. and just putting yourself out there. Um, and then from there, I took a sabbatical, traveled, and and when I came back, I really wanted to have a place in, in ownership and innovation. So most recently, I was working at Sephora Corporate, where I was on their innovation team, overseeing AR and VR and retail technology and consumer personas, and that was really fascinating to understand consumer behavior um, in a lens of of retail. Uh, and at Sephora specifically, they just have a fantastic ability to understand experiential and really captivating the customer on different touch points, whether it's in-store or digital, YouTube channels, and really taking that customer journey along. That's what really fascinated me. 
And at the time, they're really starting to invest in clean beauty. And that was where I was most passionate in is how do you make something super clean in its ingredients, but also functional? Because usually people wouldn't buy something that's clean out of fear that it wouldn't be potent. Mm -hmm. And so that was what was really fascinating to me was this emergence of clean beauty of being just as strong while being safer and healthier for you. And so while I was working there, you know, I was still (laughs) teaching fitness classes at the same time. So I was waking up at six in the morning, teaching a fitness class at Equinox in Pine Street Financial District, then running across the street you know, changing real quickly, working all day at Sephora, then running home, usually sometimes teaching another class up in the marina. So it's very much a go-go lifestyle, living out of two bags, multiple outfit changes. And I struggled to keep my body fueled during those days. <laughs> and um, I get it. You get it. Yeah. It's, it's that like, you know, fun, young hustle. But, yeah. you know, when you're coming up against like these long hour days and you just need something quick and easy it was really hard for me to find something I could trust. Every other protein bar in the market at the time had either dairy protein, sugar alcohols, tapioca fiber syrups, inulin, uh, you name it, just all these fillers and additives that either extended shelf life or held the bar together with better structure or was just cheaper. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that catastrophically damaged my gut health. And so I was afraid to eat food products because they would cause so much pain that I couldn't teach, that I wouldn't feel good, that I would be massively bloated. And so I would sometimes not eat. And that wasn't a solution either. No. And so driven just by my pure frustration, I was creating you know, my own personal protein bars and integrating collagen in. And collagen, uh, if you're not familiar with it, is, is the most abundant protein in our bodies. What happens around your mid-20s is our natural collagen production declines. And so you'll start to notice, you know, there's this great emergence of collagen powders and pills and broth soups. And, and on every woman's desk at Sephora, everyone had a collagen powder uh, canister on their desk. And I was going around asking them like, hey, you know, how are you guys taking this? Like, do, do you guys like taking it? Just out of curiosity, because I had heard about collagen 10 years ago when I was working in Korea for an internship mm-hmm. in college. And they're saying, yeah, I love, I like it, but sometimes it comes to my coffee or I forget to take it or, you know, it's, it's not very that great of a ritual. And so I noticed that there was this demand for collagen and, and this desire to take it, but the current use case wasn't really promoting that consistent mm-hmm. use for it to be efficacious. And so everyone's snacking, everyone's constantly snacking at the office. People have got to eat. Um, and so I was, kind of creating this hybrid of what if I created the perfect protein bar, but also a really unique, convenient way to take your collagen at the same time. That's awesome. So I created my like personal prototypes, brought them to work, brought them to Equinox and everyone just loved it. They loved the the flavor formulation and the integration of my Iranian culture using honey and dates is very unique at that time. Whereas everyone used sugar alcohols or artificial sweeteners, I was using the most natural sweeteners that I knew my body knew how to break down and sweeteners that were also rich in antioxidants. And so this approach to formulation hadn't been done before of creating a really clean, high protein bar that integrated the functionality of collagen and uncompromised in ingredients. And so that's how the formula, the first prototype was born. And, you know, what's interesting too, is at that time, I as much as I loved like working at Sephora, I didn't feel satisfied. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there was so much more I could do. And I felt like I was just untapped to my potential. And I had this fire inside of me. And 
I was like, do I go to business school or, you know, do I kind of see this weird, crazy idea through, or do I just stay quiet and just keep going in this path and do what everyone expects me to do? And so there's definitely that crossroads moment. But I just thought back to, you know, being in San Francisco and seeing everyone start an idea, take an idea and turn it into a company. And so that kind of why not me mentality, why not now mentality definitely like came through. And so I kind of just followed the rabbit hole of like, let's just try this. Let's just contact a co-manufacturer. Let's just see some pricing. Let's just pay for an initial prototype. And then one step left, like after another led to a purchase order being made. And I, that's when I brought in my co-founder who helped me finance that purchase order. Between running multiple businesses, including recording the Kara Golden Show, I know how hard it can be to keep it all together. And when it comes to administrative tasks like running payroll, you want to do it as quickly and efficiently as possible. Luckily, this episode's sponsor, Gusto, helps you handle payroll in just a few clicks. In fact, three out of four customers say it takes 10 minutes or less to run payroll with Gusto. Time saved to record another interview or start another business. Gusto helps with the harder stuff too, like filing taxes, compliance, international contractor payments, and more. They also offer a wide range of health and financial benefits so that you can have all of the info you need to make the right decisions for you and your team. In today's busy world, making your life easier is the name of the game. With Gusto, everything you need to pay, manage, hire, and support your great team is in one place. And just for our listeners, Gusto's offering three free months at gusto.com slash Kara. That's gusto.com slash Kara. Every 28 seconds, an entrepreneur makes their first sale on Shopify. That's over 3,000 sales every day. One of those sales could be you. Shopify is more than an online store. It is a subscription-based software that allows you to sell your product reach your consumers, and drive sales, all from one place. Shopify also gives you detailed reports of your conversion rates, profit margins, and traffic to your page. You can then generate traffic by using Shopify's integrations and third-party apps, from on-demand printing to accounting to advanced chatbots and everything in between. Plus, Shopify instantly lets you accept all major payment methods. Shopify has everything you need to scale your business, whether you're a brand new startup or a seasoned entrepreneur. I personally love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success with Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash Kara, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash Kara right now. That's shopify.com slash Kara. Hi, everyone. I wanted to take a moment to talk about my book. It's called Undaunted. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet on Audible or picked up a copy at Amazon or at your favorite bookstore, I think you're really missing out. 
Hopefully you're enjoying listening to The Kara Golden Show with all the amazing guests that I'm so lucky to interview and be inspired by. Stories of challenges and breakthroughs, lessons too. Each of these incredible guests teach me that being undaunted really is the answer. And that is what you will learn from my story, which I share in my book, Undaunted. Not only how I came up with the idea for Hint, but also the journey that I experienced along the way. You see, most people don't know all the challenges that entrepreneurs go through in building a company. And the journey, the ups and the downs, twists and turns, you will hear it all in Undaunted. Probably the thing that has made me happiest about writing this book is hearing from people and how the book has helped them push through hard things and try new things. I have heard from countless people how Undaunted has helped them see that they are not alone in their hard times that they are experiencing, but also how pushing forward and finding a way is usually what it takes. My real stories with my observations looking back that just might make you change your mind about what you can endure and what you can achieve. Don't let anyone tell you you can't. It's time to move past your fears and defy the doubters too. My book Undaunted is available everywhere books are sold, on Amazon and Audible as well. And shoot me a DM and tell me what you think. Back to the show. So if you had to point to one person in the journey along the way, like, was there one person who kind of inspired you to go and just try? Because obviously you're you're in this other job, this great job and inside of, you know, Sephora, you, you're busy also teaching classes at, and, and then you just decide, okay, I'm going to go start a company. Like, who was it or what was it where you just decided I should just go start this? Like, if if they can do it, I mean, maybe I can do it too. So the summer prior to that, I got invited by Equinox Corporate uh, to be part of their accelerator program. Every year, they open up this program where you can submit an idea. They select five finalists, and it's throughout the whole global company. And they fly you out to New York, and you get to work on a case study for a week. And it's kind of like a mini MBA program where you take an idea, and you work with department heads, and you research it out. You build out your case study. You present it to the C-level executives, and the winner wins this huge prize. And I think going through that experience really planted the idea in me that, hey, I'm capable of taking an idea and running with it and mm-hmm. building something and creating something and getting other people involved, getting other people excited. And that was the see it to believe it moment for me where, where I needed to get that validation of like, I am capable of a lot more. And that was that moment that was lingering in behind me um, throughout everything of, okay, well, if I was able to do this, then I can take this further. I have what's in me. Um, so I'd say that was that, you know, very pivotal moment for for me to take that leap and feel confident doing that. Did they actually help you to, did they give you money to actually go and start a company or how, how did the program actually work? Yeah. So my idea was specifically, you know, how to increase group fitness engagement naturally because I was a group fitness instructor. And so yeah. I was integrating technology by uh, adding in some new features. And through that, I was building out a case by showing data of how it would increase uh, new member acquisition, retention, referrals, and um, 
kind of different modules that they could use within their app to kind of gamify going to more group fitness classes and tracking that activity. And so they're using now that idea. Unfortunately, I, I didn't get paid to, to in, execute that idea. Uh, it's kind of like an incubator or accelerator program most companies do where it's like you do kind of like a um, hackathon. Um, but, you know, that experience was just so invaluable in terms of being given that exposure and being given that opportunity to interact with so many people at the corporate level at Equinox to see how a larger company works and take those learnings to understand what it would take to execute on any idea. So you decide to start LV, you have got your recipe, people are liking it, and you've got some samples. What was the first place that you went to to actually get your product for sale? Yeah, yeah. So um, I remember very clearly went to Blue Fog Market on Union Street and went to them and I just would not take no for an answer. And the store owner was Iranian as well. So I was speaking Farsi to him and trying to butter him up that way using any <laughs> tactic I could. And I think I just eventually threw him down. <laughs> and I was just like, you have to get this. I promise you, I will send over every single uh, person for my fitness class down the street over here. And kind of just adapting Sarah Blakely's mindset of just like get in there and, and send people over there. And and that's exactly what I did. I went to my classes and I was like, please go purchase my bars. I'll pay you. Like, I just need to prove this concept. So, so that was, I want to say like early January, 2020, uh, when we launched and that was our first retail store and we were mostly DTC. And, uh, that was almost a blessing because as you can imagine, January, 2020, when we launched two and a half months in the pandemic hit. So we didn't have much time to establish a retail presence and, we had all these plans for all these gyms and fitness studios and workout events and those shut down overnight. But, but yeah, it was very, very exciting to get, you know, those first few early accounts in early 2020. Um, and then the rest of our business was mostly online uh, for, for 2020, which was pretty chaotic for, for a protein bar company. <laughs> Share your clubhouse story. I read about that and I'd love to hear it from you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So networking is hard. And in a pandemic, there's no events that you could go to. And I was using Clubhouse as a couple as a way to drive sales, to build out awareness, and to fundraise. And so it was so hard to meet investors and Clubhouse at the time in end of 2020, early 2021 was such a hot place for celebrities, investors, actors, everyone. Uh, you had like Elon Musk in there. And so it was a really cool place to hang out. And it was great to get access to people and pick their brains. So what I was doing was a very calculated approach where I would schedule times to be on Clubhouse during the day. And I had, you know, spreadsheets of notes that I would take listening to investors that I really wanted to connect with or people that I really wanted to connect with industry leaders. And I would take notes on what they would say. Then I'd follow up with them on LinkedIn saying, Hey, I noticed you said this in a clubhouse chat, really love what you said, would love to set up some time with you to connect. And they were so flattered that someone listened and, and, and pulled out really cool nuggets that they, you know, mentioned in a, in a chat 
and they would take a call with me. And that's how I found my one of my advisors, Kevin Rutherford of Noon Hydration, who's such, such a champion for us. Um, it's how I was able to build my portfolio of, of different people that connected us to our next advisor. And it's who I, how I found our lead investor. So I pitched uh, live our lead investor on Clubhouse and we were his first investment via Clubhouse. And I love it. what was really funny is once he was like open to taking a, a an email from me with that initial pitch, then we drove down from San Francisco to LA to hand deliver him product uh, so that he can sample them uh, too in front of us. And so I think he just saw the hustle <laughs> and the level of commitment and, and dedication and was just like, all right, these these girls are intense and and worth backing. That is so great. And your co-founder, you mentioned her. So how did you guys connect? Yeah. So Nikki Elliott is my co-founder. She and I met teaching at Equinox, actually. So she was also juggling a very intense corporate job. Uh, she uh, worked at PwC in mergers and acquisitions. So she's a numbers-loving CPA. Uh, so perfect balance to my background, uh, which is more in like sales and marketing. And she and I just bonded over this shared lifestyle of living out of bags, gym bags, and changing her outfits and you know living on no sleep and, and really relying on protein bars, but sharing this equal dissatisfaction with something that wouldn't satisfy us or leave us something to be desired. And so she was equally intrigued by getting more collagen into her diet. She's an endurance athlete. She's done Ironmans. And so she was really intrigued by this way to conveniently get collagen into her diet and just loved the idea of bringing in decadence to a category that would compromise on taste when it was on the healthier side. So yeah, she's been along on the journey from, from the early days as well. You often speak about the importance of passion and curiosity. So what else do you think entrepreneurs need to know about, you know, having that passion and curiosity that really makes being an entrepreneur that much easier? Yeah. I mean, passion is going to get you out of bed when you're exhausted. It's going to keep yeah. you working until 2 a.m. when everyone else is going to bed or when everyone else is going on vacation or going to events. It's what's keeping you focused. Passion is what lights you up and what connects you to your consumers and differentiates you from just a brand, like a company and, and a love brand. So I would say passion is, is the core of everything. And it's what keeps you going as a founder um, through the hard times, but also keeps you energized and, and excited and, and just connected to your, your greater mission and your purpose. And I think if it's not there, people can see that. Um, and, and curiosity, I would say that is really what allows you to be adaptive and responsive. Our first year, we've had our share of obstacles and roadblocks and fires. And I think that lens of curiosity allows you to take a step back sometimes and be like, okay, this route is not working. What can we do instead? Or Curiosity in the term in the sense of, you know, customer engagement. You know, why are you unhappy? Okay, well, how can we make this better? Or how can mm -hmm. we make this experience better on the digital side in terms of the front end experience going through a website? And I think this lens of curiosity it allows you to separate the ego or that personalization. I think sometimes that I'm guilty of sometimes of attaching to any road bumps or failures or obstacles and just approaching everything of how am I going to learn from the situation and how can I learn from this to be better. 
And as I mentioned earlier, I was debating getting an MBA before starting this company. And this has definitely become my real world MBA. And so that's how I like kind of ground down into everything. I'm like, you know what? This sucked, but I learned. And so I think the passion and the curiosity are, are so integral to not only grow, but also survive, you know, especially how hard it is right now to, to run a company. Yeah, definitely. I feel like collagen overall has become this really hot thing. You mentioned that you had known about it like 10 years ago, but how much of this product, it's a great tasting product, by the way. I mean, Elevy is is really yummy, but how much of Elevy do you feel like there's an education element to it that people get kind of hung up on it, right? Like as you start to grow, I feel like there are a lot of people putting collagen into their products. Like, what do you have to share with the consumer to be wary of, right? That I feel like it's constantly when things start, maybe they're more pure and then they get kind of butchered. And and this isn't just collagen. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I think it's just, it's true of so many ingredients and as as they grow that they just are not as pure as maybe they originally were is that is that fair to say i mean is that for your industry i mean overall is that something that i'd love to hear your take on that yeah i think i mean in general which is a great thing consumers are demanding more transparency and as a consumer myself that's really important i wouldn't put something in my body if i didn't personally trust or feel safe consuming this every day. Yep. And so ingredient sourcing is really important when you're looking at something. Um, so we use wild caught marine uh, collagen and grass fed bovine collagen in our protein bars. And that was just very integral to us in terms of understanding, okay, what's the supply chain behind that? Where is it sourced? Is it sourced ethically? How is it processed to make sure that it's very clean and potent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, additionally for flavors, we had two or three flavors. Um, we integrate berries into our bar. So the blueberry and the chocolate goji berry have berries in them and berries are a natural source of vitamin C. And what not many people know is that you want to pair your collagen with vitamin C so that you absorb the collagen more effectively. Mm. Additionally, there's a lot of marketing going on about collagen, vegan collagen, Unfortunately, there's no, not yet, no such thing as vegan collagen. Um, I'm hearing about some genetically modified collagen you can make in a lab from bacteria, um, but collagen is derived from animals. We're animals and we have collagen. And so it does get a little frustrating when some people market plant-based collagen or vegan collagen um, when that actually is just a marketing term. Um, there's no such thing. Collagen has to be from uh, an animal derivative. Yep. Uh, that being said, our collagen is sustainably sourced. And so that's really important for us. Um, but we did just recently launch with a whole new line of plant-based food products and snacks uh, that are superfood nut butters. So they're cashew nut butters that are enhanced with uh, very vibrant superfoods like blue spirulina, pomegranate beet, dark chocolate, and they're colored. Uh, they're colored uh, nut butters. Um, and so that was a response to our vegan uh, plant-based community who wanted something that is accessible to them. Um, but yeah, there's definitely education that goes into collagen in terms of how much to consume. Uh, you want to aim for about like five to 10 grams a day and consistently have it every day to see those benefits. You want to check your sourcing. Um, ideally you can pair it with vitamin C. 
And um, yeah, you you want to really make sure you're reading your labels and and looking at you know where where they're coming from. So that's you know really something I'm really passionate about is understanding that and and sharing that with our customers too. I love it. And distribution. I mean, obviously, you talked about Blue Fog Market being the first, and then you're in Equinox. And where else have you really been focusing on as you've been continuing to build distribution? Yeah. So we're based in LA. So Erewhon was one of our early accounts that we were able to land in 2020, which is a very hard time to land a a retail account. So I was really proud of that. Uh, Consistent follow-up does pay off. And so we're sold at all Erewhon locations in Los Angeles. We're sold at some local stores in Marina Del Rey, such as The Hive um, and Rainbow Acres. Uh, we're sold at um, all the Equinox cafes in Northern California now. So Equinox cafes have a retail partner called Earth Bar. So Earth Bar Equinox, they're kind of synonymous. So all throughout Northern California, um, San Francisco, Berkeley. And uh, we're in the Lululemon Retail Experiential Store in Mall of America um, in Minnesota. So that's really exciting to, to be one of our dream partners. And um, most of our focus is still D2C uh, directly through the website and Amazon has been really accelerating our business growth. And so we're really excited to see how that's going to continue our growth for, for the next year or two. That's awesome. Very, very cool. So can you share a story about a challenge or maybe something didn't go so right? I always talk about failures as the best learning points for us to be able to grow. And I'd love to hear with Elevy. I mean, it's such a new startup, so I'm not sure that there's been anything that's been a total failure, but I'd love to hear from you something that maybe was unexpected that you didn't know was going to happen, but definitely you learned some lessons from it. Oh my God. Uh, so many stories <laughs> of things going wrong in our first year. Um, and I don't like to shy away from showing it. Um, I think it's really important to show nothing ever happens overnight and we are building our ship as we're sailing it. I would say the biggest kind of story uh, that's most exciting to share, fun to share. Now it's fun. It was not fun when it was happening, but we got slapped with the lawsuit. Uh, I want to say within five months of launching, which was pretty terrifying. Whoa. Yeah. And um, just to set the scene, so we launched early January 2020. A couple months in, we were hit with a global pandemic that completely shifted our customer behavior, closed stores down. We got furloughed from the gym. I lost income, a significant amount of income, and had already liquidated all my capital from savings to go full-time in a lobby. So I wasn't sure how I was going to pay rent. And Nikki was still full-time, so she was helping float the company financially. But that trauma of not knowing how I was going to make ends meet was terrifying. And then five months in, so just a couple months after the pandemic hit, I got a letter in the mail addressed to me threatening us with a cease and desist because our former name, which is called Build Bar, conflicted with another company's alleged name. And so that was a paralyzing moment for me because I'd invested so much time and energy and love and and thought, and and we had a trademark. So for context, I hired an Upwork lawyer. Granted, I was being very budget about it, but I hired a lawyer. They did their diligence. They didn't see any conflict in the in the market. So you, you go to USPTO, you, you file for your trademark. It went through, USPTO PTO accepted it. And so we owned our mark. 
Now, what happens is there's this period where anybody can come and oppose you. Mm-hmm. You can still get opposed even afterwards. So this other company with a similar sounding name who was in the market just two months before us came and opposed us. And they had a lot of money. They were very aggressive lawyers. And we even reached out to the founder. So we were guessing the email, reaching out, like sending five emails to try to reach the founder. We're like, hey, founder to founder, let's just chat. Let's just talk about this without lawyers. Like we're a small woman-owned company. We're not trying to like come after anything. Like we can peacefully exist. And the founder was unfortunately very hostile, aggressive, not nice. And he said, I will go to the nth degree to make sure that you guys will not sell your products under this name. And so unfortunately, it was very patronizing and very mean. And your products were really different too, right? 100%. And so, yeah, we were collagen protein bars. They were these like keto high dairy protein bars. So very different markets, uh, very different audiences. And um, it was paralyzing. And I remember sobbing my eyes over the first couple of days, just seeing my company being gone and then just lying on the floor, really paralyzed by what to do. And I didn't know what to do. And so I was contacting our lawyers, other trademark lawyers, friends who'd gone through rebrands before. And the resounding you know, feedback was just to rebrand. They're like, Michelle, like technically, yes, you own the mark. You do have a case, but it's going to cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars to fight this. And you don't have the time or the energy or the money to, do this. to, to fight this. You know, you're still small enough, just rebrand. And, and that's hard to hear. Um, but ultimately that was the, the right decision to make. And so we had to quickly find a new name. Um, and at the same time, afford a brand new trademark. And that's expensive when you're bootstrapping, you know, Nikki and I were just putting our personal money into everything. We didn't have friends and family outside money going into this. This was just our personal savings. And it was in a pandemic. So I was taking my rent money to finance all of this. And so because it was the pandemic, it was an interesting time where everyone was oddly very responsive. And so we were doing some research and in public legal documents, we found out that that company that was giving us a cease and desist, they were in a, in a trademark battle with another bigger company. And so then I went to that bigger company, kind of enemy of my enemy is my friend. And I went to that bigger company and I said, Hey, I see that you guys are opposing this registration. They're trying to oppose us. Can I work with you and sell you our registration so that your claim is stronger? Because I'd rather work with you than see them win. <laughs> and they thought about it and they got back to us and they're like, yeah. That's crazy. And so I convinced the legal counsel, this is a big company. So I'll say it offline, or if anyone wants to message me, I'll happily say the names, but it's a very big company that we uh, worked a deal with. And so then they paid us out and we gave them like whatever they wanted. And I just look back, I'm like, the audacity that I had to just call up the legal counsel of this huge company and be like, hey, so do you want to buy your mark? <laughs> That's crazy. Um, and and they, they ended up doing yeah, it. And, and they did. And, and then you ultimately put your, your names together to come up with the new one. Exactly. So we had two weeks. We didn't have, you know, a brand agency to help us. We just had like 20 friends that we were sending text messages out. We're like, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? We sent like five different names. And uh, we ultimately landed on a lobby, uh, L-O-V, you know, different variations of pronunciation, uh, just because it was our last names put together. So it was trademark protected. It didn't, it was a real word that anyone could dispute. Um, and it 
also had a play on the word elevate, which was very much in line with this elevated nutrition focus that we're, we're very much all about projecting. So um, that that's really how our, our name came to be was from a trademark lawsuit um, and a rush rebrand. And now we have this, this name, this brand that we, we love. I love it. Well, you found a way to move forward and not allow roadblocks to get in your way. And I love that story. That's great. Uh, super, super awesome. So where can our listeners buy Alavie and support you and hear more about your journey as well? Yeah. So uh, best place to buy us is directly on our website. Um, it's elavi.co. Um, and uh, if you want to check us out on Amazon, we're available on on there as well uh, on Prime. And we're sold at stores in LA, Erewhon, uh, Equinox Cafes all throughout California. If you're in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, we're in the Mall of America at Lululemon um, and slowly expanding out hopefully soon as things are opening up. Um, but yeah, really excited just to, to connect with our our customers are just people who are interested in the story and following along online. So feel free to follow us at our uh, Instagram and TikTok handle. It's at Hey Elavi, H-E-Y-E-L-A-V-I. And if you want to connect with me personally, it's at Michelle Rizavi, my first and last name on Instagram. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Michelle. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the Kara Golden Show so that you are sure not to miss incredible founders and CEOs like Michelle and hear more about companies like LV. And please be sure to send in those five-star ratings. It really helps with the algorithm so that we can get high up on those charts. So super, super great. And I am available on all platforms at Kara Golden. And please be sure to pick up a copy or download a copy of my book, Undaunted. And uh, hopefully you will get a chance to, if you haven't already, to hear more about my journey in building the company I founded, Hint. And we are here every Monday and Wednesday. We are actually adding another day to the podcast because we have such incredible guests that are coming on and uh, really, really fun building out this show. It's my next entrepreneurial journey um, a bit. No, not really. But more than anything, uh, just love having people on the on the show and hearing their stories and helping them to get the word out about their incredible journeys. So thanks everyone for listening and have a great week and goodbye for now. Goodbye, Michelle. Hi, thank you so much. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. 
You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Kara Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.